Welcome to Sailing in the Mediterranean and Beyond podcast. I'm your host. My name is Franz. Let me thank my sponsor, Sailrite. Looking for a sewing machine that's both portable and powerful? Look no further than the legendary Sailrite Ultrafeed LSZ-1. Take it to the marina, store it on your boat. The Ultrafeed goes where you go. This high-performing, heavy-duty machine sews both in zigzag and straight stitch. The Ultrafeed can handle your toughest jobs with absolutely zero loss of power or skip stitches. It breezes through up to 10 layers of Sunbrella canvas and 8 layers of Dacron sailcloth. With the most dependable all-metal internal components, the Ultrafeed is a piece of well-engineered machinery that's built to last. Sailrite has been building the Ultrafeed for over 20 years. This tried and true powerhouse machine comes with a 5-year limited warranty and the best customer service in the industry. The machines are assembled, fine-tuned, and tested at Sailrite's manufacturing facility by a team of highly trained technicians. Every machine is calibrated and tested before it's shipped to guarantee both smooth operation and machine quality. Take your sewing skills to the next level with the Sailrite Ultrafeed LSZ-1 sewing machine. I have Jocks 10 Kate with me. I met Jocks and his wife Ruth uh, last summer when I took a trip through Amsterdam on my way to the boat in Dubrovnik. And so we had supper together, and after talking to Jocks for a little while, I thought, well, y- you have some information that uh, that you could share with our listeners that I think is valuable. You have a specific geographic knowledge of the area around Sardinia. First of all, Jocks, introduce yourself. Tell us uh, how you became a sailor and then we'll start going down that path of uh, getting the boat in Sardinia and your information that you can share with us on Sardinia. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, uh, I've been sailing uh, ever since I was young. I live in Holland, and Holland has a lot of water and a lot of lakes. So uh, a lot of people learn how to sail, basically, principally on, uh, on uh, smaller open boats. So uh, I've been sailing uh, what we call in Holland a schakel. It's a four-meter, uh, four-meter, 70-long open boat. And uh, I've always been sailing open boats. And uh, at one stage, I, I started working with KLM. And, uh, and uh, uh, they have this thing that worked for the airline during the, uh, the, the Heineken Regatta in St. Maarten. So I, the first time I actually sailed on a larger boat, I, uh, uh, that was in, in, in the Caribbean. So that was a good start uh, to, uh, uh, to get acquainted with a big, uh, big uh, sea, uh, sea sailing and sea yachting. And uh, uh, we like that. Actually, I think, it's, I think it's, it's really good to start learning on a smaller boat sailing because what I actually think is it's, sailing on a smaller boat is a lot, lot more difficult and unforgiving than uh, sailing on a, on a larger boat. You know, if you make it, if, especially on the type of boats that I was sailing on, if you make a mistake, uh, uh, you run the chance of tipping the boat over and being in the water. That, uh, uh, you have to do some major things on a 45 foot to get that, uh, to get that done. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, uh, so I've, I've sailed since I was, I think I was five. 
so uh, 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 long time, long time already. Well, you know, all all the big, the major big boat sailors, the best big boat sailors, all started out on dinghies. And, yeah. and you're absolutely right because uh, yeah. you know you you have to react. You feel the wind, and you have to react to it quickly in a dinghy. Where on yeah. a boat, eh, it might yeah. be five or ten minutes before you need to do something. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and is uh, and and also the when the wind changes, pats you you notice it immediately when you're on a smaller boat and on a bigger boat, uh, it doesn't really matter. And also, yeah, how fast you go on a bigger boat, so much depends on the size of the boat. I mean, if you're on a, if you do a, if you try to to race a, another boat who is like five feet longer than your boat, then. Uh, 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 the, the size of the length of the boat made such a difference in uh, in uh, in uh, in how fast the boat goes. But uh, uh, and on and if you're on a bigger boat, if you do five knots or five and a half knots, yeah, you hardly know the difference. And, and we're rec recreational sailors anyhow, so uh, uh, usually I don't I don't care if I sail five or five and a half knots. But on a smaller boat, you know, you try to get everything out and trim it, and uh, you immediately know the effect and. Uh, uh, and I don't know the, the English word for it, but it, in, in Dutch we say planeren. It's pla when the boat lifts itself out of the water. Oh, planes, also, yeah, planes. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, that's also a very nice sensation that you, you, uh, it's almost impossible to get on these uh, uh, larger boats. So, uh, uh, no, I still, uh, and I still enjoy sailing smaller boats. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you have one you just yeah. launched today, I think, didn't you? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we actually have a very nice uh, day today and. There's nothing you can do. You're supposed to uh, uh, not engage in social context with the whole corona thing. So uh, I have a small day sailor that we uh, that I use here in Holland. We live uh, 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 10 minutes from a smaller lake that is connected out into the Wadensee and the North Sea. So we we took the we even took the day sailor uh, uh, out on uh, uh, to an island in uh, in the North Sea, Ameland, and then we. Uh, we even uh, we even circled on a nice day. We with the uh, uh, upcoming tide, we uh, we sailed out. We did we did uh, the east side, and then we circled the whole island, uh, which was a very nice experience. Okay, yeah. well, I'm yeah. zoomed in. I'm on. I have as always. I have Google Earth open because I like to uh, get a mental map of where where I'm where I'm talking to you. And you're in Gronen. Netherlands. Yeah, well, yeah, in the north of Holland, Groningen. Groningen is a nice town. It's a student town. It has, uh, I think it's Groningen has like 160,000 inhabitants, of which 80,000 students. So it's a very uh, lively uh, atmosphere. And uh, uh, two-thirds of Holland is below sea level. So I used to have this car that indicated the height of uh, 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 where you are, uh, the level of height. And when I, every time it, it was an Audi, and when I parked it in front of my house, it said minus two. <laughs> 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 so my house is a minus two. But, you know, we're used to that. And uh, 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 it doesn't make me nervous. And uh, 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 so you can, and so we have a lot of, we, Holland has a whole, Infrastructure of water that's really good taken care of. We pay tax, well, tax for that. So, so you have to not all because we're below sea level. So you have to have the old pumps and uh, uh, and you have to take into account sometimes the water level in the on the sea is so high that they can't release the water in the sea. So they have to have, they have separate storages for water. And uh, uh, I think the Dutch are involved now also in. Uh, 
in Louisiana to avoid this uh, Catherine uh, uh, thing again. Yeah, well, you've got the learning curve down there in the Netherlands on yeah. dikes yeah. and locks. Yeah. and many, many centuries, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. So I'm looking at you, and it looks to me like that lake uh, empties into the lake that you're talking about. Is that the Het Wien? Is that the name of the lake? Is that right? Uh, no, the lake is actually called Paterswoldsemeer. Okay. And uh, uh, <laughs> okay, it I... goes out, and it, it goes. It actually goes out into a channel that is I don't know what the name is, but the channel, uh, the Ames Canal, I think. And it, the channel goes in into into town, into Groningen itself. Oh, okay. And I see there's yeah. a marina so, yeah, on the southwest corner of the lake. Is that where your boat is? Or yeah, you... that's correct. That's where yeah. that's where the boat is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you go, yeah. and up... it's a fun. And and the the the, the lake has a. That's a funny story because there was a large. The lake didn't used to be connected to the sea, but in the in the 1920s there was a large, there was a uh, big industrial guy called Scholten, and he had a boat and he on the lake and he wanted to get out of the out of the lake. So there's actually a, a what you call a lock. There's a lock uh, to get out of the lake and into the canal, uh, and the lock is in is a uh, is a very odd sized lock, uh, but it, it was made especially. For the size of this guy's boat. So. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. I, okay, I'm looking for where this this lock is, and you say it's it goes right into the city. Then is that right? Oh, let's let's not let let's not go down this path because I can get I can go around and around and around in corner. Yeah. Let's let's go, let's yeah. talk about how you ended up getting a boat in uh, in the Mediterranean in, in Sardinia now. Yeah. I, uh, uh, wait a minute, let me focus. Um, oh, this is annoying. Uh, in, um, 2009, I changed jobs, and I had a friend who had bought, together with another friend, uh, a boat in the Mediterranean with the idea of sailing, sailing her back to the Netherlands. And, uh, this... Uh, this this guy Edwin Puyper he uh, had bought this boat he wanted to sail it back uh, and I was in between jobs so I uh, I joined him uh, uh, in in quite a few laps over the Mediterranean uh, and we sailed this thing uh, into he we decided to take two years uh, not permanently but just just go there sail sail a week and then leave the boat somewhere and then go back in two three weeks and then sail another stretch. Uh, and we, we both decided that we really liked it. We discovered that uh, it's really easy to go somewhere, leave your boat, and then come back in uh, in three weeks. You don't really need to worry about it. Uh, and uh, uh, and, there, and then we, we sailed it. And then, although I wasn't owner from the beginning, I uh, after two years I think I did join them. So we own we own at that time we owned the boat with three people. Uh, one of them got out, so we're back to two people now. Uh, and uh, uh, and that's basically how we uh, how we got in. He looked for a certain type of boat, and with internet you can find all uh, you can find it everywhere. It was 2008 uh, when he bought it, uh, just after the financial crisis, and he was able to get a really good deal on it in uh, in uh, on a, on a, on a, in Ancona, 
in the on on the where Ancona is on, on the uh, uh, on the coast of uh, Italy. And uh, so he went there, checked the boat, had it uh, uh, had it checked again, had it surveyed, and uh, it was a good ship, Grand Soleil uh, 45, 2004. And uh, so he decided to buy it, uh, and the, uh, with the idea to sail it back. So we sailed a couple, couple two years. We sailed all across the Mediterranean. Uh, then we ended up in uh, uh, Vigo, Bayon, in Bayona, which is uh, which is uh, on the Spanish coast, on the Atlantic, uh, on the Atlantic. And uh, uh, yeah, then we decided that we liked the Mediterranean so much, and that you have, you have a much larger extended sailing season. Um, uh, in the Mediterranean, so we uh, decided to leave the boat there, and uh, so we did sail. We didn't go. We didn't go into Greece and, and a little only a little bit into Croatia. We didn't go into Turkey, but we did sail all across uh, all across uh, Portugal, uh, Spain. We even went to uh, to Morocco to these enclaves, uh, to the Spanish enclaves in Morocco. Uh, 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 Balears, uh, uh, yeah, okay. pretty much all over the place. So you went from yeah. Ancona down to now that's in the Adriatic, all around the heel and then through the toe of Italy. Did you go up through yeah. the Messina Straits or did you go around the yeah. south of Sicily? We know we went through Messina Straits. Yeah, yeah, uh, very nice. When we, it was very nice when we went there. There were guys uh, 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 hunting for how do you call these fish? These um, oh the swordfish. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, they were hunting swordfish with these with these big bows uh, on the boat and the guy with the spear uh, in front of it. Uh, almost medieval looking. Yeah. yeah. It's the only place yeah. I've ever seen those boats. In fact, just this week I was talking to Nick Hathaway, who will be uh, uh, on the podcast just before you, and he went through the Messina Straits at night and I said, Oh, did you see those those boats? And he said, No, we went through at night and I described those boats and he said, Oh wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So now why did yeah. you guys decide uh, not to spend some time in Croatia and Greece and head that direction? Because, I mean, you're right there across from uh, Croatia and you've got such great sailing there and also in Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Why did yeah. you go that route? Well, Croatia, you have great sailing there, but you have great sailing in, in a lot of places in the Mediterranean. Uh I don't really like the Croatians. I, you know, I, I it, it's, you know, it's really not my. You know, and when I go somewhere, I also like to meet nice people, and it's kind of hard to do that in Croatia. Uh, except in the harbors, of course, it's nice. But uh, in Greece, I did charter a lot in Greece. Uh, but I, I, I heard once. I heard on one of the one of your podcasts that in Greece you either have too much or too little winds, and I think I can confirm that. I, we chartered there. I after this. After sailing the uh, the the the, the Heineken Regatta a couple of times, I did charter with my wife in Greece a couple of times, and I can confirm that we were either we were blown off the dike, uh, as you say in Holland, or we uh, or you had to motor uh, for a week. So uh, the only few things in between, and uh, 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 so. Uh, and there's so many nice things to see. I, 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 the Mediter I really like the Mediterranean as a sailing ground because there are so many towns that you can visit and uh, uh, so many nice harbors and not very well-known harbors. And it's not always touristly. That's also what I like. I also like to be in real harbors where things really, you know, where, where things. We spend one season also in Lisbon. We spend a year in Lisbon. I really enjoyed that. Uh -huh. 
Um, so you uh, took your boat all the way out around through the Straits of Gibraltar and then up to Lisbon? Yeah. Then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now describe your boat. And you wrote me an email about, because I, I mentioned in one of my podcasts that I might be looking for a boat, and you gave me some good suggestions on what year of boat to be looking for and uh, on what your boat is. So yours is a... Um, this yeah, ours is 2004. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm not a boat expert, but somebody told me, I think I recognize it, and I think I can acknowledge it as well. He said, listen, after the crisis in 2008, where also uh, a lot of uh, uh, shipbuilders ran into problems, they started building uh, different boats. You know, you get more boat for less money. And you can ask yourself how that is possible. Uh, and uh, uh, so the quality of the yachts after 2010, I find, yeah, unless you go for a really expensive, nice uh, X yachts or something like that, I'm sure you get a nice quality. Although I can tell you a nice story about that one as well. Uh, I, I also wrote in, in my email. But, you know, I, you buy, I think that generally speaking, before 2010, if you buy a used boat, the boats are more sturdier than, uh, than after that. Uh, I like our boat because the design is still uh, uh, nice. Uh, the boat has a metal frame in it which is laminated, so it's 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 very stiff. It's a very stiff boat. So the keel and the how do you call it in English what the what the mast is 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 connected the, to? The oh, boat, the, 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 the chain the, plates, the, the chain plates, the white. The yeah, the chain plates. Yeah. The chain plates are connected to to that to that iron frame, mm -hmm. and then they go up to the mast uh, to the the rigging. So that's all uh, uh, it's all connected. And uh, it's an Italian boat, so it's usually easy to service around Italy, which is nice. And uh, uh, and if you look at, for example, uh, Scandinavian boats versus our boat, our boat already has a very large open. So from the inside, it's smaller than, for example, um, uh, some of the Scandinavian uh, vessels. But, you know, in the Mediterranean, who wants to be inside? You want to, most of the time you're outside anyhow. So uh, and it's it's relatively what I like about our boat is that is relatively light. So we have a 45 foot, uh, and if we would take all our shit out of it, uh, uh, then it would only weigh I think nine and a half tons, metric tons. Uh, so that means that with a bit of wind and uh, proper direction, you can you can usually get a cruising speed of uh, six, seven, eight knots. Uh, which also is safety if you if you can go a little bit faster than uh, uh, it's also I, I also uh, like that. So uh, now in 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 general we've had uh, uh, we had a few issues, but you know the, the boat is now uh, uh, 2004, so it's uh, 16 years old. But all in all, uh, nothing serious. Well, I, I just pulled up Yacht World and I looked in a up a Grand Soleil 45 race. Uh, 2004. It's in Santander, Spain, and they're asking $178,000 yeah. for it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they go for that. I wouldn't go for the race version because I think it has a keel of three meters something. Uh -huh. We have a keel of 260. That's uh -huh. fine. You know, that's uh, uh, that is uh, 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 that is because uh, I do feel when you over three meters, then some harbors can cause you problems. Uh, also in the Mediterranean. So is yeah. it a sloop or a cutter rig then? 
so does it have two force days or one 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 jib and one main or does it have a yeah, yeah. It's, it has one jib and one main okay yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah so we have to change sails on the on the jib if we want to do something but uh it's a roller so uh, uh and as i said listen we're not racing it uh so uh uh, uh we're fine okay so yeah. let's talk yeah. about the places you visit in the in the mediterranean that you'd like to talk about that uh, that you enjoyed and uh, had a good experience i've got google earth open and let's just uh start out when you worked your way down the coast of italy did you hop over to croatia or did you just go straight down the coast of italy then uh, I actually, uh, Edwin hopped over to the cro coast of Croatia, but I boarded in, uh, uh, and I'm also having the map open, I boarded in, I boarded in, uh, in, uh, what's it name? what's it called again? Brindisi? Uh, no, in, uh, let me double check. Oh, no. Yeah, get Google Earth open and we'll walk through this. For those who are listening, this is this is being recorded on April fifth, and I'm not sure when it'll be released. But we're in the middle of the uh, the coronavirus epidemic. I'm I'm quarantined up at the. I've chosen to quarantine up at the ranch, which is nice because I can go out for long walks. But the uh, the pastures are still covered with snow, and uh, and it's mud. It's called the mud season up here because the snow's melting. The roads are muddy. But this week we did have the uh, cranes come back. We have two cranes that are nesting cranes that come back to our valley every year, and they, they arrived last week. So that was nice to see them. All right, Jacques, back to you. Yeah, I bought it in uh, Crotone. 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 Okay. Uh, Crotone is all the way from the view, if you find it. No, is that in Italy or in, in Croatia? Yeah, that's Italy. No, that's Italy. That's Italy. Oh, okay. Okay. All the, way, all the way south in Italy. It's, um, uh, oh, okay. Way down there. Way down on the, uh, he, sort of on the instep there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Crotone. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. C-R-O-T-O-N-E. That's where you joined. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, that's where I joined. And that's where I ate the best uh, uh, risotto ever. Uh, and Crotone is not a very touristy place. And... Uh, uh, but it's one of these places around the Mediterranean where you, if you don't have a sailing boat, you would never ever come there. And that's also what I like about about uh, having a sailing boat and uh, uh, moving around that you go to places where you would ne normally never ever come. And Crotone is certainly <coughs> one of these places. Uh, it's a little bit of an industrial harbor. There's hardly any tourism around. Yeah, and it looks like they've got a big full marina there too, quite a yeah. large marina. Oh. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, it's a large marina, but not many tourists. Mostly Italians, and hardly people stop there. And and, and that side of the coast as well. <coughs> I use this pilot book of the Mediterranean. I, I forgot this is. I think it's this American or English guy that uh, wrote it. And I'm sure you use it as well. Uh, and if you check down that coast, there's there's one harbor there where he absolutely says, "Don't go in there. It's infested with mafia, and you will surely get robbed." <laughs> uh, <laughs> really. <laughs> Is yeah, that the yeah. Italian Waters pilot? That is that the one with I think it's Heichel that wrote it. Italian. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly Heichel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob mm -hmm. Heichel. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you check that coast, there's one harbor where it says, "Oh, Festival Mafia, don't unless you have serious problems with weather, you uh, don't go there." Uh, so uh, that's that type of the coast in uh, in uh, in Italy. 
Uh, and then we, uh, yeah, we uh, we went through the Strait of Messina. We stopped. I think we stopped. That was also fairly dodgy. We stopped where the ferry goes into uh, uh, goes from uh, uh, goes from the mainland Italy into uh, Sicilia. So you went you stopped in the mainland side then. Yeah, we stopped there, and then we hopped over to uh, to uh, to uh, Sicily. Yeah, and we we came in at night at that harbor, and I think it's Catania. Uh, yeah, Catania is the town, which is a little farther down the coast. Uh, yeah, I think we stopped there, and then then we, we got in at night, and we we stopped in a uh, in a harbor that was only meant for freight vessels, but we couldn't, so we tied up between two freight vessels, and then uh, 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 and then in the morning, Evan said, I, you know, I'm going to go for uh, get some sandwiches, and then he came back and said, Jack, we have to go, it's not good here. Oh yeah, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the experience I had in Catania because I that was exactly the experience I had. We pulled into Catania. It was me, uh, and I changed crews actually there. So I had to actually go there because that's where the nearest airport was to fly into uh, to Sicily was to Catania. Yeah. Actually, they flew into Palermo. But anyway, that's where they, that's where I was going to meet them up. And I went into the little marina there, and I'm looking now. It looks like there's two marinas, but I went to the one that was only there at the time. And uh, it was late in the afternoon, early in the evening when we got in there, and we tied up, and we walked in just to get off the boat and we walked in to get something to eat. And you're right. It felt like one of the most dangerous places I've ever been. And, uh, <laughs> it really felt sketchy. It really felt sketchy. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. Yeah. the next day after my crew left, I said, well, I got to go explore this town a little more. If I'd just taken a left and went down to the, what's the center of town, it was one of the most beautiful, delightful towns I've ever been in. But it's just where yeah, the port was. A, a lot of times that happens, yeah. 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 It was a beautiful little town. I mean, not a little town. It's a yeah. big town. It's a beautiful yeah. town. And they had this market where all these fish were being sold. And yeah. it was gorgeous. I thought, wow, this is a beautiful place. But, boy, you sure get a bad impression right where the marina yeah. is if you get off the boat. Yeah, yeah, it looks very dodgy. I, well, I didn't get off the boat, so but, and I didn't get a chance because we... <laughs> I don't. I don't even think we stopped for coffee. We just <laughs> went back and left. Yeah. Well, that's what I felt like that first night. But since I was stuck there waiting for my next crew, I had to. Yeah. I had to do a little yeah. more exploring. And suddenly, I discovered that it's an absolutely gorgeous, beautiful town. But and, not, and of course, not, what didn't help? We weren't in the marina. We were just in. Yeah, you're in, in the in, industrial side. Then. Then. Yeah. 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 We were probably somebody probably would have sent us away anyhow. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So Catania, yeah. and then we went. Yeah, and then we went through the, the Strait of Messina, and uh, uh, there we, we we ran across one of these boats, almost medieval site with a, a large ladder in front of the boat, where a guy with a spear uh, stands trying to catch uh, swordfish. Yeah. yeah, the long bowsprit in the front of the boat, yeah. and the tall mast yeah. where the guy's standing and spotting the fish for him, right? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty impressive to see. And then, uh, and then we went uh, over to, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know where we stopped. We stopped along the coast, I think, two times. Okay, so you didn't head over to the Aeolian Islands then, Lepari. No, we didn't head over to the Aeolian Islands. We uh, worked your way up the coast then, huh? Yeah, I think I think we. I don't know if we st if we went. I don't know if it was on this trip that we we because I went I was there twice on this trip that we went straight straight to Sardinia, I think. 
Uh, but we, what I like also like on uh, on another trip we stopped in Trapani, in uh, in uh, in uh, Sicily, and I also really like that. That's a really nice town. Okay, uh, I've never been there. Some amazing views, and you have a couple of nice islands in front of the coast. Uh, so that's actually quite nice as well. Yeah, recommendable. And you have a very in the Trapani, the, the harbor is like a channel, and at the end of the channel you have a, a marina to the left. Uh, I don't recall his name, but also very friendly people that uh, did some repairs on our boat for, and didn't certainly didn't overcharge us and uh, did a good job. So, uh, and Trapani's uh, on the northwest corner of of Sicily. Yeah, Trapani's all the way all the way northwest corner, and the town itself is also UNESCO heritage uh, thing, and it's uh, some amazing architecture. And uh, uh, no, it's actually quite nice. Yeah, recommendable. If you ever pass down there, then uh, stop at Trapani, I, I would uh, recommend. Well, it looks like they have a huge, a few huge boatyards there. Also, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It might be a place yeah. to winter my boat if I ever work my way over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, certainly, yeah, yeah, certainly. So, and it's also not, uh, it's, it's, we checked last year. Last year we were going to sail our boat over to Trapani, actually, to uh, uh to stay there for a season, uh, but in the end we didn't do it because we tried twice and the weather was so bad, so that we decided to stay in Cagliari in Sardinia. Uh, but it's it's very nice because you can uh, uh, it's it's not so far to Palermo, and I, I like we also stay I also stay in Palermo is also nice, uh, and you can do the Aeolian Islands. It's all pretty uh, all all relatively good distances. We usually do. Have Have you yes. done the Aeolian Islands yet? No, no, we sailed by, but we didn't, we didn't, I not, not, not like this, not take it easy. So we sailed by on trip to somewhere, but I, uh, and I didn't explore them. No, have you? Oh yeah, I, I talk, I've talked about that many times. I had my worst weather in the entire Mediterranean in the Aeolian Islands. Okay. <laughs> I've talked about that. I Every time I left the Lapari and tried to get out to some of the other islands, a storm had come up and blow me back to Lapari, which was the only all-weather port in the Aeolian Islands. Yeah, that's a, well, that, that's a little thing, of course, also in the summer, with the Maestrale blowing, yeah, you, 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 you can predict it three days ahead. Uh, uh, nowadays, but you have to take that into account. So uh, 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 it can be pretty hefty. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I've never actually taken a look at uh, Trapani before, but yeah, I see a lot of big, a lot of boatyards there. Which, which I mean, I talked to Jack Andrews, and he's had his boat until this year down in Marina Ragusa for two or three years on the south coast, yeah. which is great if you're living aboard all winter long but they have no hard standing area. And for me, I'm not going to live aboard my boat. I'm going to put it up on the hard and, and go home. What do you do in the winter with your boat? What do you do? We leave, we leave it in the water. Okay. We leave it in the, well, actually, we, in the winter, we usually, usually we sail up until November. Okay. And we start in uh, Feb, uh, end February, beginning March. We start again. So, uh, you know, why take her out for those couple months? Okay. The water is usually colder, so you don't have too much growth anyhow. And uh, 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 yeah, and so we 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 take her out uh, every two years to do uh, anti-fouling, and uh, and uh, that's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. So Trapani is one of those highlights. What else can you talk about that you've visited in the Mediterranean that uh, that you remember? No, we're going to talk a little bit more about Sardinia later, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, well, Formentera, we stayed, uh, we stayed uh, uh, longer than anticipated because I had a, we had a problem with the sail drive in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Formentera. So uh, we got to know that island really well. And Formentera is a small island uh, off the, uh, off the um, uh, Avisa of, uh, uh, of Spain? the Balears. The Balearics, yeah. 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 Yeah, of Ibiza. It's a small island of Ibiza. It doesn't mm-hmm. have a an an an, uh, an air. It doesn't have an airstrip, so you can only get there by boat. Uh, and it doesn't have large hotels because it doesn't have an lo- an awful lot of water. So it's a really nice island, uh, and you have some really nice anchorages around there. And uh, uh, some of these stretches really are like the Mediterranean. Uh, or, or sorry, like the Caribbean. Really nice. So you spent quite a bit of time there. I think I've only spent one or two nights anchored in that area, that anchorage to the north end of Formentera. That, uh, okay. That's the only place I've spent. So where else on Formentera did you anchor and spend time at then? All around it. All really? Around. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it, because of the shape of the islands, is always you're always able to find uh, a corner that is well protected. Uh, especially in high summer, the harbor is ghastly expensive. So you don't, you only go into the harbor to do shoppings or to get gas or to get water. Uh, so, uh, uh, no. And, uh, uh, we do a lot of anchoring. We, uh, uh, we have a Rockna anchor and, uh, I'm very happy with that. It's a very sturdy anchor and it uh, digs in uh, very well. Before that, we had a plow anchor, and that I had to reset uh, a lot of times uh, uh, the second time. Uh, but this rock anchor is uh, yeah, it helped in uh, 40 knots winds, no problem. Yeah, uh, I've heard so, really good things about the rock anchor, and I've got yeah. I've still got an old CQR plow anchor, and I haven't I haven't changed it. But if I ever do, I'll have to change it to the rock I think. Yeah, yeah, because the, 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 it, it's really like you see on the movies. It, it turns itself around and digs it in. And even on grassy, grassy surfaces, it's still able to uh, provide you a relatively good hold. Uh, so I'm very happy with that. I'm comfortable sleeping on the anchor as well. Uh, 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 not a problem. So when you sail, how many people do you usually sail with on your boat? Well, we're a family of four. So uh, my wife and uh, my son uh, and my daughter. And we started taking them out in... Uh, 2009, so my daughter was, she couldn't swim, she was three, and my son just barely had uh, uh, learned how to swim, so we're always four, and uh, it's amazing how uh, we're stuck in, we have, a, we have a big place, a big house, I think it's like 400 square meters, and uh, we're stuck in the house now because all, I, I do a lot of homeworking now as well. And uh, uh, I just told my wife yesterday, it's amazing how we are able to live on the surface of the boat for a whole month and it all is fine. And we're out and we start knocking each other's heads in uh, uh, <laughs> after, uh, after a week. <laughs> yeah. No, so we, we're always four. And uh, so, uh, so it's a very nice size boat with four people, of course, because uh, the kids each have their own uh, sleeping room. Sometimes they bring a friend that we did that a couple of years ago. Uh, 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 one of 
right? A friend of my son. Uh, his grandma got really ill, so they canceled the holiday. So we invited him along, and uh, that was fine. And uh, uh, sometimes we invite friends that stay a couple of days on the boat, and that's also fine. You know, it's a, we have uh, uh, two cabins in the back, one lodge in the front, so uh, uh, you can do that. And that's uh, uh, no, a very comfortable boat, very comfortable boat. Yeah, I've looked at it, and it's a nice sized boat, and it's got all the conveniences. Do you have a water yeah. maker on board, or do you still fill up no, water? No, no, we don't. But it's got a 450 liter water tank. So, uh, and if you in the summer, you know, we 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 don't use it for drinking, uh, and we just do quick quick uh, uh, quick. We have a shower outside, and you just quickly doze off. And uh, if you, it's amazing if you. If you if you, you we can do a week long with a, with a 450 liters that's not a problem, and uh, uh, and after that we have to go ashore anyhow because the food is gone. Uh, yeah, so, I'm uh, I'm amazed. I, I on my boat I can go easily to two weeks on 20 gallons. I mean it's yeah, ridiculous. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, because what I described now is us in the summer and then. We have a windsurf on the boat, so the, 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 when they come out of the water, they shower. We showered, but very short. But we, we do we shower twenty times a day, you know. And uh, and and so, but if you you can shower with a couple liters, no problem. You know, just we just want to get the salt water off, uh, and then that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. for my showers, I have a little um, uh, insect sprayer or pesticide sprayer with about two and a half gallons in it, and I swear I only have to fill that up once or twice a year. Yeah, so why have a water maker? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So do you, how about a washing machine? Do you have a washing no, machine? We also on? don't have, no, no, no. We also don't have a washing machine. No, no, no. no. I, 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 because I, I like that it's, it's one, we, we usually stay, we usually go in the, in, uh, in, go one week in the summer and then, October. So we spent six weeks on the keel, which is, uh, uh, which, and, and then I go with Edwin a couple, uh, couple weekends or with some friends. So, uh, the boat gets proper used. Uh, and if we stay with well, you know, a washing machine, you know, why do you need a washing machine? You can, in a lot of, in, in a lot of harbors, you have facilities to do your laundry. And if you're in, in, in urgent, uh, uh, need of a clean pair of underwear, then you can do a little washing on, on in, in in a bucket, and uh, that's fine as well. So uh, now, no washing machine, no water maker. What, what we di- what we did build in because we were going to take her to Holland is a is a heater that uh, we don't use either. So the <laughs> oh really? So you, you know, on my boat, when I had my boat up in the Pacific Northwest, all I did was go get a uh, a truck heater and just take it off the. Uh, I don't know how often you run your engine, but I would. I took the water heater off the 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 heat exchanger and ran it yeah. up through the this blower and it had a little fan and it would heat up that cabin just nice as long as we were under power. When we turned it off, it yeah. didn't do any good, but that worked really good under power. Now, this is a separate separate uh, heater that runs on diesel, uh, 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 and it works fine. It works fine. Everybody has it in Holland because all you need it. Uh, uh, I don't know the brand. Uh, yeah. I know I, I know what you're talking about because when I took a trip to Alaska on a friend's uh, fishing boat, he had one of those diesel heaters, and we couldn't get it to quit smoking. It was a pain. I don't know what he did. He, he probably fixed it after the trip because when we took it up to Alaska, 
it was yeah. just a brand new boat and he hadn't worked the bugs out of it. But we had no heat all the way up to Alaska because we couldn't get this diesel heater to work without uh, smoking up yeah. the cabin. So, yeah. Now this is this is a very comfortable thing. But yeah, we have, you, we turn it on every now and then because you need to turn it on otherwise it stops working. But uh, uh, and uh, sometimes in we had we go with Easter usually. Well, we don't go this Easter because uh, all of Italy is closed. But we had we have Easter week where we where we where we did put it on in the morning or something like just to get the chill off chill out. Yeah. So yeah. so when yeah. you went to Ibiza, you had you already been to Sardinia or had you just hopped around there? So but from Ibiza, uh, no, we hopped around there. Uh, that was no, we hopped around short there. We were in the uh, we were in the. Uh, the south. Okay, so you west, were, on what? the southwest side. You have uh -huh. uh, Isola di Pietro, Carlo Forte. That's where we, when we, when we, when we went by, when we took off from Sicily, we stopped by there and then went more uh, westwards. Uh, and that's also a nice corner. It's actually you have a little island, island on the west side of uh, uh, Sardinia called Carlo Forte. Uh, it's called Isola San Pietro, and there's a little town called Carlo Forte. And uh, it's also very nice. We were we were there once. Uh, there's a, there's a couple of harbors. There's a harbor on totally on the right, and we were there once in uh, in uh, October during the autumn holidays of the kids. And it wasn't so nice weather. And uh, we were in the harbor, and then the harbor master came to us and said, oh, "It's shitty weather, but here you have the keys of my car, so you can drive around town." Or oh wow! Okay, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, yeah, very nice, very nice. It's it's a very it's actually a very nice island. Uh, there's a very, they they speak their own language on that island. It's a, it's a very small community, Tabarkini, and uh, and it's actually an island community that was kicked off the coast of Algiers, uh, of Tunisia, of Tunisia. There were Italian traders with the Tunisians, and they kicked them out. Italian king said, "Well." Uninhibited island there, you can go live there, and they uh, they they keep their language still and uh, uh, tabakini and uh, uh, there's this very interesting story also that uh, that apparently they had some unpaid bills, so the Tunisians came and made a lot of prisoners, and then uh, 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 didn't release them, and then Napoleon intervened. And uh, and uh, one of the prisoners married to the Tunisian queen, and then these guys all were able to get back. There's a small museum in town as well where you uh, where you uh, learn that. That's one of these places where you, you never go if you don't have a boat. You know, this is uh, I can't imagine uh, having that on my holiday list. Uh, uh, no, that's not one I've even thought about. But yeah. I, I'm looking at it, no. zooming in on Google Earth, and it looks like a delightful little town. And it's and, a beautiful, beautiful little town, and it's a really nice island. And they. They rent bikes on the uh, on the harbor, uh, totally told the right. It's a restaurant that rents rents out bikes, uh, uh, and uh, we biked around the, because you can bike around the whole island in one day, uh, and it's really nice. It's it's a really pretty island, uh, uh, so very recommendable. Do you go down? Have you been back there since that first trip? Yeah, no, we because we have the boat in Cagliari, so mm -hmm. oh, uh, it's okay. At this moment, we have to vote, and we have for a couple of years now. So we, you, you can you can actually go there in one day. So uh, a long long day sailing, and uh, uh, you're in uh, in uh, California. Oh, so that's yeah. a standard spot for you to stop off on every, every summer. Well, then. no, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. If we go by there, we definitely stop off there. Yeah, 
Yeah, and they also have a really nice festival. I don't know when it's the tuna festival because they used to catch. They still catch quite a bit, but then in the old days more, of course. They, uh, uh, it's it's along the tuna track. So uh, I don't know what it is, but it's a nice festival. And they have lovely dinner, lovely restaurants there, like all the, all over at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and and then what I yeah, and then we what we also did is we went along the coast of Spain, and what I also liked a lot is uh, Cartagena. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice town, a nice harbor. Uh, I think we also spent one winter there. If I'm not wrong, I think we left the boat one winter there, which is nice. Uh, then we also that's also I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's. Uh, uh, these, these Spanish enclaves in Morocco, Ceuta, Ceuta and uh, Meilla. No, I've never been down there. I never hopped across yeah. over there. So I just went straight yeah. through to Gibraltar and then worked my way across the coast. And I, too, like Cartagena. That was one of my favorite towns as well. Yeah, it's a nice town as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you, you get the, the marina is almost smack dab in the, of the center. So you just walk in the center. So uh, uh, that's nice. But Ceuta and Meilla is also very nice. Uh, we can't go visit... Uh, Berlin anymore with the, with the wall because it's 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 gone. Uh, but if you want to get a sense of what what it was in, in those days to 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 see the difference and to be on one side and to be on the other side, it's uh, good to visit uh, Sota and uh, Maria. They have this yeah, they have this huge fence and uh, two fences with thing in between uh, because it, and you have to climb over these fences and. Uh, and, this, and the funny thing is, you can, I, I don't know how they guard these coasts, but you, you just sail in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No problem. You dock. You know, you think, <laughs> yeah, most refugees don't know how to sail properly uh, because they, uh, it's not a problem. You can, uh, uh, you can sail in and uh, stay and uh, no special things uh, uh, in, uh, 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 for clearing or something like that. Of course, you're... I, I heard you, but uh, you, the EU was made for Europeans, so not for cruising Americans. And for us, it works really fine, uh, uh, France. It's, we don't have to clear anywhere. You know, it's uh, uh, it's it's it's, uh, it's become much more seamless ever since the uh, EU was in place. Uh, to yeah, and they don't seem to really care about Americans, even though yeah. technically they want you to clear in and clear out. Nobody seems to really want to bother with it. No, I'm sure in Croatia that's different, but then again, it's not you. But in most, uh, in most, most, I think most most places not. No, I agree. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. So then we went, to, uh, went through there. We of course went to Gibraltar a couple times, which is also nice. Uh, I think. Did you Did you go there? Yeah, I actually. Uh, that's where I put on my roller furling. That was in '97 oh. when I sailed th- across the Atlantic. And by the time I got to Gibraltar, I swore I was never going to go out on the bowsprit again in a storm to uh, pull down my jib. And so I said, I didn't care what it costs. I was going to put up roller furling on my boat. So I did a survey. No, I so I went so I uh, okay. did a survey in the marina there. I walked from boat to boat to boat to boat and boat and asked everybody with roller furling which which brand they had and if they had had any problems. And that's why. I settled on Furlex, and I've been really happy with the Furlex roller furling that I have. Yeah. So, yeah. So I put it up there. I had to have my sail recut. So I was there for about a week installing the roller furling and and having the sail recut. So I spent more time in Gibraltar than I 
than I really wanted to, but I was glad to get the roller furling up. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's fun to walk from uh, Gibraltar over to Spain and walk across the runway there. Yeah, and so of course it's so the Spanish are so upset about the fact that Gibraltar is there. And in the meantime, they have these two enclaves uh, in Morocco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little bit of hypocrisy there. Yeah, yeah, yeah just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We also sailed around the uh, South Portugal, Portuguese coast, and spent a few seasons there. So we. Uh, so where did you winter? We in Lagos. Okay, uh, Lagos. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's very nice. Uh, nice marina. Kids loved it because a big swimming pool in the marina. And uh, uh, water a bit cold. Portimao. We stayed in Portimao for, uh, I think, one season. It's also a uh, uh, good place. Mm. And Villa Mura. We also stayed in Villa. Villa Mura is totally touristy, but it's a very safe harbor. And uh, uh, you have good flight connections uh, into Villa Mura. Uh, so uh, uh, that's where we also stayed. Uh, yeah, you've always chosen your places by where you can get fairly inexpensive flights, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're uh, the harbor has to be close to either Ryanair, Transavia, or EasyJet uh, 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 base, and that's usually the case. You know, I I don't know post Corona, I don't know how, how the world is going to look like, but. Uh, 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 well, I'm, I'm sure European flights sooner or later will start up again. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, we did that, and uh, and if you book in time, you can get very good deals on flights, and uh, and that works fine. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I would this summer I was going to fly back. My plan for this summer was to winter my boat in Previsa. And I was amazed that if I ordered the flight now, I could get a flight from Previsa up to Milan for, I think it was $28. It was ridiculously cheap. So, yeah. 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 Too and, cheap, but... Uh, uh, yeah. But uh, as, as you wait, as you wait, they get more and more expenses as you get closer and closer to the time you want to go yeah, sail. Yeah, that's true. If you book early in time, then that's better. I'm glad that I didn't book my summer holiday yet, though. Because I have to see if we can if we can go uh, if we can go to Italy. The, the the forecasts are not really good that the summer season uh, is going to work out for these guys, which of course is a disaster for the Italian another disaster for the Italian economy. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah. Well, that's my uh, problem. My boat is in Italy right now, and that's the problem I have. It's in uh, the northern north, very north of Italy, uh, in Montefalcone, and I don't okay. know if I'm going to be able to. Uh, and that's a great place to winter, by the way, if you end up going there. There's a little airport there, but I don't think it's, I don't know who flies there. But if you end up wintering up there, that's a great place to winter. Um, yeah. But I don't know what, I have no idea what the summer is going to be this year. You know, I was scared. I have no idea either. No, yeah. I'm a bit skeptical that it will work out. Uh, uh, and you already see in China that the Chinese tell you that things are under control. Well, I I I I, uh, I never believe the Chinese, but I certainly don't believe that they have the coronavirus under control. And uh, 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 and uh, uh, and I think for yeah, what if you if you're not over 80 and you don't have underlying health problems, then it it, it is a nasty thing. But you most likely will survive. But yeah, you also don't want to be in an Italian hospital at the moment. When, uh, <laughs> no, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, that's no, right. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. But it's a disaster for for 
the Italian economy, for every economy. I heard like, you guys now have like six million unemployed in the U.S. I think. Oh yeah. Last, last yeah. figure that I heard. Well, for us, that's still only four percent, unlike the twenty percent you've got in Greece and Spain. So, we're still pretty well yeah. off. Yeah. And yeah. No. Yeah. 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 I, I can report that there has not been a single government employee lose their jobs. So. Yeah, and there are a lot of those in Italy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so now you yeah. you spent some time up on the coast of Portugal. Now, did, yeah. where did you where did you winter in Portugal? In uh, Lagos. Lagos, okay. Yeah. Or Lagos, as uh, I say, but either yeah, one. Lagos, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where I cleared from coming across the Atlantic because cleared okay. into Lagos. It's a nice marina. You have to call before they have to open the bridge, and then you can uh, go into the marina. And there's also a uh, good place to do repairs. Uh, just connected to uh they're not connected to the marina but right across the marina yeah and so, in my interview uh, with dan culpepper that's where he left his boat for a period of time to have some repairs done at that marina yeah, yeah and they do a, they do good they do it they at least on our boat they did a good job so what repairs have you had to have done on your boat over the years oh regular maintenance just regular uh, maintenance nothing, uh, nothing we had special the simosier is problem we had with our sail drive but apparently okay. with a yanmar engine and apparently, after 2,000 hours, most Yanmar engines, uh, the sail drive, uh, caused problems. So uh, uh, we had that replaced. Uh, uh, it was a funny story because we had it repaired in Formentera. And then we, we, we sailed out. And then, uh, uh, then my, my, my son came up and said, Dad, something's smoking below. So I looked and... And I uh, and also lost throttle in uh, in, uh, in I was I was like I think a kilometer a mile outside of the harbor and I lost throttle also, so I stopped the engine and there was no wind either, uh, so then I thought you know what to do so I I cranked up the engine again I thought maybe if I put it in reverse it will work, so. Uh, uh, there we came back into the harbor in reverse <laughs> for for a mile and a half. <laughs> well, those boats actually steer in reverse. There's no way my boat would have ever been able to do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So my boat steers perfectly in reverse. So that's, that's not an issue. And it was calm weather, so uh, it's, it's not an issue. Uh, but then... Uh, there's like so then we had to replace the whole so then we went to Sardinia and there he re-replaced the complete sail drive or the complete inside of the sail drive so they uh, had to put the whole motor out and uh, it's it's quite a big thing that's the biggest thing we had and other than that we had smaller things we had the, the ceiling falling down uh, during a big storm but uh, you know it's, you have an Italian boat, so ceilings do fall down. Oh, the headliner, yeah. Yeah, the headliner, yeah, yeah. yeah the headliner all fell down. Uh, but that was, yeah, we had the, the fridge repaired. Uh, just standard yeah. maintenance then. Just, no. just maintenance things. Yeah, no, 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 uh, no big things. Uh, uh, no big things. So, uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, happy with that boat. Yeah. yeah. We thought of maybe something, buying something else, but we thought, you know, why? You know, we know this boat. Uh, it looks fine. It sells fine. Uh, why? So uh, we're going to keep on using until uh, 
Let's talk about your arrangement with with your partner. You used to have a part. You used to have three, and now you're down to two. Yeah, we have three. We have three, and this third guy, he's uh, he was in the management board of a large accounting firm, so he hardly had any time, and he was paying all the time, and we didn't really, we were not happy with it. So we said, listen, we'll we'll buy your share, and then you can use the boat whenever you want. Uh, and so we bought him out. Uh, and now we have uh, 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 now we're two, and uh, my partner, the, the the other guy Edwin. I have still children in high school, so I'm, I'm bound to the high school holidays, which means that I have to go summer holidays and and also the other holidays. He doesn't have he doesn't have, his kids are are in college, so you know there's no reason for him to go in uh, in. Uh, the, the, the second week of July and uh, and part of August where we go because you know it's it's uh, it's very busy and, and why would he go then he can, he can choose other more uh, more better periods uh, so there's never any issue there and uh, 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 yeah you have to plan it and yeah we never I mean, we never discuss cost in the sense that we don't save on anything you know if it has to be done it has to be done we don't overdo it but if it has to be done it has to be done. Okay, and you just equally uh, yeah. share the expenses then on the boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we share. We we usually have. Uh, this is actually the first time that we have the that we have a a, a a place for the boat for the whole year. Normally we only book for the winter and then we 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 sail over around. Uh, but this year we decided. I don't know maybe we expected the coronavirus. We thought you know maybe we we better book for all year. So last year we booked for a whole year in Calgary, uh, and then of course you pay the harbor fees when you are on the boat, and the when the when and the harbor fees that are uh, uh, that are incurred when uh, the boat boat lies idle, uh, we uh, we share. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now let's talk about Sardinia specifically and give us some information. Oh, about I was say- right. Oh, you're not, not done. you're not done. Yeah. Okay. Continue. I'm not done because we took the corner and then we uh, uh, we went to uh, Sinus, which was very nice, Portugal. Sheesh. I really liked that. Uh, okay, go there. Zoom in on time. That. We is spent that... one season in Lisbon, which is also Lisbon. I love Lisbon. Lisbon is a, is a great city, and it has some great marinas. Okay, yeah. so Sinus, uh, I see that as I'm working my way up the coast. There's a couple marinas there. Now Lisbon. Yeah. Where did you leave the? Did you leave the boat right in the city of Lisbon or out uh, out near uh, uh, near the? Oh, what's the name of the town? Cascas, Cascas, No, no, we left in. Uh, we were in uh, in Lisbon itself. Trying to find the Well, I was Olympica. in Lisbon last summer, or was it last summer? Summer before last. Anyway, it was summer before last. And yeah, there's a bunch of marinas along the coast there. And I'm trying to zoom in on the marinas, but there's one marina right across from uh, some historical sites, as I recall. Uh, but there's several marinas along there, so you just picked one of those. And one of our contributors to the podcast lives in Lisbon, and he's done quite a few podcasts, our episodes on fiberglass repair and putting in windows, and that seems to be his forte. We were in Marina Expo. Okay. All right. That's right in the yeah, c- near the center of the city, then, isn't it? Yeah, near the center of the city. Yeah, not in the city center, but near the city. We we also left her there, I think, for one winter. Yeah. So that was nice. I liked uh, Lisbon. I liked Sines. Uh, Cascais is nice. And then we went all the way up. Uh, Porto is nice. Also recommendable. Okay. The podcast is going to come out the the week before. Uh, your podcast. I actually have two episodes. 
was with Nick Hathaway, and he picked up a, a Lagoon 42 catamaran in France and had to stay within 18 miles of the coast all the way to uh, Split, Croatia. So he could never really go offshore. So he talks about coming down the coast of Portugal, and you're talking is telling us about going up the coast of Portugal. So that's uh, that's yeah. pretty good timing. So Yeah, well, it, the, it's actually easier uh, to go down because in along the coast of the Portugal you have the Norteño we you always have a very strong northern winds usually so uh, they can be nasty to cruise up so we had to wait a few days uh, sometimes to uh, to continue otherwise you have to go if you don't want the Norteño you have to go all the way out at least 40 50 miles and then uh, then uh, there's less winds but it's uh, it's it's easier to sail down than to sail up. It's something you have to take into account if you go there. And then we went to, and that's a really nice area as well, is uh, 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 this place called Vigo and Bayona. It's uh, you have. It's just be, just before making the the the, the corner into uh, the Gulf of Biscay. Oh wait! Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, he talked about that. Acarona. In fact, he talks about being stuck in a in a storm in Acarona there for a while. Yeah, yeah. We stayed in uh, Bayona, which is a really nice harbor with a castle overlooking and a really nice town. And uh, and uh, you outside there, you have what you call Islas Chies, and uh, there's, they're also really nice. Uh, the water is cold. But it's really nice sailing. A lot of times in the morning you have fog, uh, but uh, but it's a very pretty area. It's where the the rich people of Madrid go to escape the the summer heat. So you were working your way up. Were were, were you intending to? Is this the, on the original trip when you were intending to bring it back to the Netherlands? No, I, th- I decided not to bring it back to the Netherlands, uh, and. Uh, uh, to just check that, to check it out, because we we heard it was nice, so we uh, uh, we just wanted to check it out, and then we we sailed her back again. Yeah. So you went all the way up here to uh, um, to the northwest coast of of Portugal, and then you yeah. came back down and wintered in in Lagos that year. Is that would that yeah. be correct? Yeah. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you had the big the big big Atlantic rollers coming in. And uh, rolling you around up and down that coast, then. Yeah, you have uh, some serious rollers there. Yeah. Now, what's also very nice is uh, uh, this Cape uh, uh, Sagres. Uh, that's in the. You probably were there as well. The uh, the um, most northern southern point of Portugal, Ponta de Sagres, uh, with the Enseada de Sagres. There, there's an old. A very old sea school there, the uh, uh, marine school, where the uh, this great discovery journeys of the world uh, departed. The great uh, Portuguese navigators. That's right. Yeah, exactly. They departed from Sagres, and uh, uh, and uh, uh, it, it's an impressive uh, corner to make. I never made my made my way over there, unfortunately. So okay. I just sailed by it, but I didn't go in there. Okay, it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, very recommendable. In the Enseada de Sagres, we well protected. So you see uh, Enseada de Sagres, and if you see it, you, you uh, it's it's really nice protected. It's good to 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 anchor. 
Uh, and then if you cross that cable, that's why you re I remember, if you cross that cable, bang, 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 then we had, uh, uh, one time we had serious waves uh, uh, coming in. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember when I, when I went by there, I was coming from the Azores, and I, they didn't have a check-in port there. So that's why I had to go straight to Lagos. I couldn't stop before there. So that was more okay. where I had to clear customs was, was Lagos. Lagos, yeah. yeah. So that's why yeah. I never made yeah. it over there. But unfortunately, yeah. I wish I'd taken more time at the time. But, uh, yeah, okay. So from Lagos, the next year, did you go, did you head over to Sardinia, or what did you do the next year then? No, I don't even recall what we did from then, but I think we, from then, then we took the trip into, uh, into Morocco, into uh, Ceuta and Maria, and then, uh, uh, and then we, uh, we, I think then on the way back, we had this uh, uh, trouble in, uh, in Formentera with the sail drive. And then we decided to, uh, because we were heading off uh, for Matera, so we decided to go straight because we heard there was a good Yanmar dealer in um, in Sardinia, in Alguero. So we uh, decided to go to Alguero and and look for that guy because the guy in Formentera, he tried to help us, but he didn't really have a clue what he was doing. And uh, the guy in Alguero then uh, did, did, did repaired what had to be done, and indeed was a good Yanmar dealer and uh, made good repairs. So we, we uh, that's how we ended in Sardinia. So we, uh, I think we also spent one winter in uh, in Alguero, and then we started, yeah, trying to we started to to, to discover the islands. And uh, we started to really get to like the islands. We uh, we then wintered the boat in Cagliari, uh, and we met uh, a couple uh, people in uh, Cagliari, local people, and they helped really helped us on on uh, other things and uh, uh, on maintenance on the boat. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, this is you know. This, Blue zones or green zones where people get really old. I think you have one in Japan and uh, and the heartland of Sardinia is also one of these zones where people get really old. There's there's a nice rhythm of life in Sardinia, at least for many Sardinians, not for everybody. Uh, and the coastline is spectacular. I think the the coastline and the 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 uh, the amount of harbors and and how uninhabited. Is and how friendly these people are. Uh, that that really uh, that really yeah that, that we really like that about Sardinia. It's uh, uh, it's not it's not developed at all. It, it's incomparable to the Spanish coast. Uh, as I said, people are very friendly, and you have a large variety of sailing grounds where you can go that uh, yeah, that are very pleasant. If you have uh, uh, a lot of times in the summer, we go to uh, La Madalenas, which are which is an island group between uh, the on the on the north side of the of the island between uh, the between Corsica and uh, and Sardinia and it, it's it's uh, it's of spectacular beauty uh, and although it can be a bit busy there in August if you go outside of August it's 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 very tranquil and if you go outside that zone in August it's also very uh, it, it's never a problem to find a harbor or you're, you're a lot of times you're by yourself. Uh, the east coast of Sardinia is uh, is remarkably uninhabited. You 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 can do you can do four hours of sailing and hardly see any house, and you see beautiful stretches of uh, uh, of uh, 
of coastline and of of of, of pristine beaches uh, and uh, crystal clear water. You you see a lot of dolphins, uh, and I like it. You have a lot of harbors everywhere, so you can always find shelter along the way, or uh, uh, even if, if you want to go into a restaurant, it's a and it's, and it's all not very expensive. It's you know we we in in the in the Madalenas you pay high season. Yeah, we pay up to if you go to, for example into La Madalena itself, which is a beautiful town. Uh, you have to call ahead because especially in August. But you know yeah, it's of course busy in August. But even if you call a day ahead, you can still get a berth. I think you, we pay for our forty-five foot. I don't know if it's 90 euros or something like that. Uh, uh, and that may sound like a lot, but you're, you're in the, you have the, I always say we have the nicest terrace in town, you know, that's uh, uh, you dock with your, uh, uh, how do you call it? Not with the bow, but with the uh, stern uh, to the back. And uh, yeah, and, and it's, it's very pretty. And there are so many anchorages around there. Uh, you can hop over to Corsica, which is nice. Uh, there's this one bay, Golfo de Santa Manza, which is on the on the uh, west coast of uh, uh, Corsica, uh, where we hop over. It's also very, it's very. If if you have Maestrale, it's very well protected, uh, and they have beautiful beaches. So we once stayed a week there on the anchor. Uh, you have guys coming by every morning, bringing you fresh baguettes uh, on the boat. Uh, so that's good. Uh, so you have places like that. You can go to Bonifacio. You've discussed that in your podcast. Nice. I think that's one of the nicest harbors to to sail into. Bonifacio. You hardly you see this wall of rock and patch. You go in and then you you have to go for another ten minutes and then you're in the harbor. And this is a lovely town. Bit busy in the, in in August, but if you go outside of August, it's uh, uh it's, it's it's very nice. Uh, yeah, there are so many harbors also on the. Uh, on the 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 north side of uh, of uh, Sardinia, outside of the of the of the busy place, uh, a harbor that I also really like is Santa Teresa di Galura. It's where the ferry from Sardinia to uh, to Corsica uh, leaves. We yeah. If we have to if we if we have to hide for Maestral, I always try to. Uh, I, 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 we, we spend there uh, uh, a couple, couple days. It's really nice, really nice town. Beautiful natural harbor. Uh, Isola Rossa, which is also, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, if you go there in the in, in August, you only see Italians. You hardly see any foreigners, and uh, it's yeah, it's, it's very nice. You have Ferragosto in uh, in Italy. Last year we were there with uh, Ferragosto and. The boat next to us, they were Italians, and they put these large two tables on uh, on the uh, uh, on on the dock on uh, in the harbor, and we yeah we had dinner until two o'clock at night with these guys. Uh, yeah, those kind of things is uh, I like. You know, it's uh, uh, that's why I like uh, Sardinia. Yeah. Well, what were yeah. your plans for this summer? Well, we had originally plans for this summer to go to uh, because the boat is now. It's my dog coming in this year. We we have the dog now. We we have the dog. We have the boat now in Cagliari. We a couple of years we we uh, we had it there before. It's in a very nice harbor, uh, very recommendable, uh, Portos Caralis, and it's smack dam in the middle of uh, uh, of town. So you walk off your boat and you immediately step onto the Grand Boulevard. And uh, 
And then uh, we did. We originally had intended to go to Sicily, to the Aeolian Islands uh, this year. But I don't know if that's going to materialize. Uh, I have to see if we can go there. And if we can't, if if maybe we uh, will do the east coast of Sardinia again, and then go up to La Maddalena. And uh, we try. We're going to try to do a month of sailing like we do every year. But I don't know if it works out. I don't know if it works out. Uh, so I'm looking at this harbor in Caligari, Cal- uh, Caligari, and there's Cagliari. Cal- Cal- yeah. How do you say that again? Because I can, I always say Caligari. Caligari. Okay, Caligari. Cagliari. So yeah. yeah, so there's two harbors there. There's one big one to the west, and then a smaller one to the east. They're that are right there in the middle of town. How much does it cost you to winter your boat for 12 months for your boat there? Uh, I think for 12 months. Uh, we have an arrangement now where for 12 months and then we're supposed to leave three weeks for August because then he can rent out the place to uh, passing by uh, people. But for us, not a problem because we're always gone in August. Uh, I think we paid 6,800 euros, including VAT. Yeah. 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 And the other harbors are cheaper. They are a bit, they are cheaper, but... This one is a bit more protected, and uh, yeah, and I always say, I, I, you know, I get fifty percent discount on uh, on uh, on the harbor fees. So uh, 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 when I go there, we like to be in a nice harbor. Yeah, because we share the we share the cost. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, when you have people to share it with, you don't you don't have to worry about it so much as if you're playing paying for it all by yourself. So yeah, that's exactly. the justification yeah, yeah. for having. I'm thinking if we get a, a boat, it'll be me and probably three or four other people and uh, that are all boaters that would want to use it. And I think that yeah. get the use well, of the Yeah, well, then to be in a nice place, you arrive and you're, on the, you're in a nice place and, uh, uh, immediately. And, you know, you, you, France, we only live once. And uh, 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 you can be in a harbor where you have to take a taxi to go into town, et cetera, et cetera. And I prefer to have the boat uh, uh, immediately there. Yeah. Well, Jacques, we've been going about an hour and 10 minutes right now, and I think we're going to cut it off there. If you have any other specific stories you'd like to talk about, we'll get you back for another podcast, okay? Yeah, well, there's one thing that I wanted to I, I sent you this in the email because you oh, okay. were talking about uh, buying a boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you were talking about buying a boat. And um, uh, uh, there's this, you, you know how these modern boats have these garages where you yeah. can put your dink. Yeah. yeah. What you have to notice is that sometimes, a lot of times, these garages are connected immediately with the, with the, with the, with the vessel itself. So it's, they're open into the boat. So if the door of the garage doesn't close properly, like uh, we have friends that, that, that bought an, an XP, you know, the X-Yachts, you, know, you know these boats? Mm-hmm. Now they're very normally they're very sturdy yachts, but he bought an XP50 and an X Performance 50 that w- had one of these, uh, one of these back things, one of these uh, garages. Garage doors. And yeah. he had and 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 the hinge wasn't working properly. He picked the boat up in Marseille and was going to see us in uh, in uh, Calgary then. And uh, 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 Ruth's brother was actually on the boat as well. I was supposed to be on that boat as well, but I had a. Then. So I canceled it. Uh, and what happened to these guys after they uh, they uh, uh, had left port for six, seven hours? They discovered 
that the hinge was not on well and the boat was making water and that the water that entered into there immediately went into the boat. So they had a meter of water in the boat before they discovered it. And then, uh, uh, and then their, their bilge pump, uh, which was connected in the bottom of the boat, uh, which was put in the bottom of the boat. And that works fine. But if, you know, once these pumps and electrical systems get submerged, then you have to really, they have to really be properly insulated, otherwise they stop working. So that actually, they, it stopped working and they almost sank. They, uh, they uh, uh, so it's not recommendable to, it, it's very comfortable to, to have uh, one of these garage, but it's definitely not recommendable. We heard more stories also of, uh, of a grand that apparently sank that way. And, uh, they, uh, they, uh, I wouldn't trust that boat like that anymore. So, uh, yeah. Well, I'm looking at a picture of your boat, and you have a rubber dinghy that sits on top of the deck here. Yeah, so we can't we can't stack it underneath, so we just put it on uh, on top of the deck. Indeed, yeah, 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 yeah. And and the, 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 our boat is large enough to have a dinghy that you can put sideways on the deck, and it's it's not uh, in the way, so uh, uh, that's fine. When we're not there, we just put it in the cabin. Uh, but uh, when we sail, we just put it on the deck, and uh, it doesn't bother you. Now you've got a teak deck on that boat, is that correct? It's correct, yeah, yeah. Have you had to redo the teak at all? Yeah, we had a guy from Holland coming over that uh, uh, that uh, you know that the black rubber in between. He, mm-hmm. he took part of that off and yeah. then sanded it, and uh, yeah, he gave us the. It's good. It's good teak. It still is good teak. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't put teak on it now because you know it's not sustainable. I would find another solution, but uh, we sanded it down, and uh, this guy said, "Listen, it's going to last another ten years." So that was two years ago. Okay. So, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've heard yeah. about uh, taking off teak decks, and it's a real nightmare if you have to take it off and replace it all. Yeah, so. we didn't do that. No. Okay. No, we didn't, but we just, 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 just scraped that rubber part off and then sanded it down. I think the teak decks are beautiful, but I wouldn't want to maintain them. I think they're absolutely gorgeous, but. Uh, I don't think I'd want one on a boat. Yeah, and yeah. they are. Yeah. You have them like we have, so 16 years old, if they last for 25 years, you know, that's reasonable. Uh, but uh, uh, a lot of these modern ships, they actually, they don't have a teak deck, but it's a teak veneer. So uh, it, and and that, and then that's shit because uh, if that wears out, then you see the plywood board. And that's really ugly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. All right, Jocks. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. And it's good to talk to you again extensively. Again, I really enjoyed the evening we spent with you and Ruth. My Likewise. wife did as yeah. well. And I, you also gave me some really good tips on insurance and other things. I, and uh, uh, it's, it yeah, was. Did you re- figure that out in the end? Yeah. I'm, I, yeah, actually, I renewed my insurance policy with a, uh, a U.S. firm. Uh, I, I talk about it. I just did a podcast with the job broker, the insurance broker. We talk about how uh, Lloyd's basically shut out all American sailors. They're not writing any American sailor policies uh, because okay. of the uh, damage that was done to their their financial statements from the hurricane in uh, the Caribbean. And that's where most of yeah. the American sailors sail is down in the Caribbean. Yeah. So, yeah, we talk about it. But I was able to get a good policy for not not too bad a price. What do you pay? Uh, I paid about a thousand fifty dollars for my uh, my yacht policy this year. For a year. For a year, yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I can deal yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, last yeah. year was closer to three thousand dollars, so it's actually come down for me. 
which is interesting. Yeah, we pay for the 45 foot. We have a pretty large deductible, but I don't care. You know, you only want to insure it for mm-hmm. things that go really bad. Uh, I think we pay 900 euros yeah. for the 45 yeah. foot. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so it's comparable. Yeah. 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 All right. We will keep All in right. touch. Okay, Jocks? Yeah, take care. Nice talk to you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Life is short. In the end, all that really matters is the memories you make. So make a few. Go sailing.